0: Hey, what's going on? Intro to Extroverts fam, this is Austin Wilman. Thanks for tuning in. Today, I listened to this story. I was recording a podcast and it was about 20 minutes long and I was just finishing up. I hit stop record and as it was uploading to Anchor, my browser shut down and when I reopened it, everything was gone. Well, that podcast was gone, I should say. Which was really interesting and it was, I think the universe was trying to tell me something because the whole topic that I had talked about was overcoming stressful situations and what I do when something frustrating happens to me. So I'm like remaining calm through this whole 20 minutes talking about this topic and then at the very end of it, after I had given, you know, like three points or tips or tricks or secrets to how to overcome stressful situations or not to get angry when something's frustrating you, everything is lost. (laughs) I was like, oh my gosh, that is such an ironic situation or coincidence, a coincidental situation that I was talking about that and then something frustrating happened. So back at it again, take two today with the podcast, I wanted to talk about frustrating situations, how to overcome them, what you can do, what I do. And the original the original story that I was telling was I got a call from the bank today one one of the banks that I use and they told me that they that they had sent my balance to I had an overdue balance apparently to collections and the overdue balance was a five dollar monthly service charge that they had charged to the account after I had withdrawn all my funds and closed the account. Okay, so I withdraw all my funds, and this was like a week ago, and I thought the account was closed, but then they charged a $5 monthly service fee to the account after my funds were withdrawn, and I had not known about that, and they sent that $5 to collections. And Okay, so I was like, all right, this is ridiculous. So I called the collections department, and they said that the balance was $108, okay, So there was a discrepancy here in the communication between the bank and the collections department. So I thought, and I didn't know where this other $103 came from. And they said it apparently had come from interest that had been accrued from the $5. And it doesn't make sense to me. The collections department can't give me any more information. They don't know what's going on. I tried to call back to the bank and the bank said that the business specialist had left for the day. Of course, how convenient, right? So this could be a very frustrating situation. And there are three things that I wanted to talk about, about how I kind of handled this uh, situation. But before we go into that, I just wanted to say that I appreciated everybody that I was on the phone with today. Um, because I know that the situation they were in, I've been in that situation before. Well, in the in the collections department Disclaimer: I've never worked at a bank. My dad was a banker, and he was a vice president for a bank and a loan officer and things like that. I saw the lifestyle that um, that he lived, even though he had you know financial freedom and provided for his family. I saw the stress that he brought home every day, and I don't think he was very good at handling it. Um, so I vouched to myself that I will never live a life like that. I will never live a life of stress. He passed from cancer a couple of years ago. And I am a firm believer that your lifestyle and your mentality and uh, the amount of stress that you put on yourself definitely contributed to his illness and ultimately his death. So I, at a young age, told myself that I will not live a life of stress. But I have been in the position of a collections officer, collections department, and I'm on the phone all day Talking with people who are upset because they have overdue balances and they think it's not their fault or they thought they paid or something happened. And it's my job as the collections person to convince them that everything can be resolved if they'll just pay over the phone and and everything will be okay. I have to stay calm. I can't be yelling at the customer over the phone in this in this um, office. So I I feel for them. I feel for those those people who are making those calls. And let me just tell you about the environment a little bit, at least for the department that I worked in or the, the company that I worked in down in Columbus. This office was an old Sears building or a JCPenney or something or some big department store, and they had completely gutted it on the inside. Now, I mean, remember the last time you went into a department store? Yeah, neither do I. I don't remember because they're uh, they're all going to the wayside and, and Amazon is taking over everything, of course. But if you go into a department store and you look around, other than the door, there are no windows. It's all fluorescent lighting. So there are some cool hip offices nowadays that have, you know, lots of natural light. This was not the case. It was like a 1990s themed, no window, huge department store with nothing inside of it. They ripped everything out, all the clothing, all the cool, fun um, yard gear and grills washing machines and Christmas decorations and replaced all that stuff with cubicles that were only four feet high. So as you walk into the office, you look across this vast sea of little heads trapped inside cubicles. Um, who are? I mean, it looks like a chicken farm. There are just a bunch of people just bucking around. <laughs> bucking around, that's a good one. Hashtag bucking around. Um, and they're just like, dealing with the most unpleasant things that you can think of you know dealing with uh people who think that they they have done no wrong and you're calling them five six seven up to ten times a day at all hours of the day as long as it's within some regulations i mean it was it was just a for me it was not the place for me to be there were some people there that, that were making pretty good money not the place for me so anyway i'm on the phone with these people and i had to remain calm and let this not let this situation stress me out or make me more frustrated than than it had to be because I know that my frustration is not going to make anything any better. I'm not going to be helping myself or the people at the bank or the people at the collections department if I'm stressed out, if my voice is, uh, if I'm raising my voice, if I'm blaming, if I'm doing any of that monkey business. So let's get into it. The the three things that I do to control my frustrating. Um, circumstances or when uh, to control myself when I'm in those circumstances is number one, get a hold of your breath. And before even that, be self-aware, be self-aware of your breathing. So when, as soon as I hear that, or as soon as you get some news, like immediately check out what happens to your breath. And it's, it's just the opposite. When you hear some relieving news, everybody do what you do when you hear some relieving news that you get for the first time all day. (sighs) right? A nice, big, deep breath, uh, an exaggerated exhale. Now imagine, okay, so that was the relieving news or the really good news that you've heard all day. Now let's flip it to the opposite and you hear some uh, really bad news or tense news or a situation arises where you're put in an immediately a stressful situation. What do you do? Show me with your breath. Right, you can hear the difference. Right, your your breathing gets shallower. It moves up in your body from your stomach to your chest to your throat. Okay, so that's what a lot of people. That's what happens with a lot of people as soon as they get some stressful information or they're put under any amount of uh, of stress, their breathing gets shallower. It gets uh, lighter. Um, it moves to your chest as opposed to down in your diaphragm and in your stomach area. So the first thing to do is catch control of your breath. It's the only thing that stays with you from the moment you are born, the moment your life starts to the moment it ends. If you don't control your breathing, you will not have control of anything else in your life, right? It's the only thing that stays with you and that you have control over. Even your thoughts, you can't control your thoughts. They just happen to you, right? But you're the only one who can control your breath. So if we're letting outside circumstances, um, control how we breathe, then we're going to be in a reactive state at all times. So the first thing I did when I heard this stuff, take a deep breath, my voice and my tonality and my rate of speech dropped lower, slower. I became more calm when I was talking to these people on the phone. I wasn't loud. It wasn't exciting, right? Um, And I could hear on the other end of the phone these people, especially in the collections department, because, like I said, it's it's uh, kind of a stressful situation, stressful environment. I could hear from the calmness in my voice and the confidence that everything was going to be handled in a professional fashion. The other person on the other end of the phone felt the same way too, and they felt comforted that they could. Um, uh, work with confidence and come to uh, a resolution. When I called back to the bank and had the same um, same sound in my voice, the same tonality, the same calmness. Um, they did more than they were supposed to for me. They um, you know, left a note on the on the business department's um, desk, they talked to another banker, they talked to their supervisor. And just to get everybody like kind of working on this because they realized that I wasn't, you know, upset. I I was giving to them uh, and I wasn't trying to take or point fingers or you know push any of my negative energy onto them. They could feel it through the phone that I was in control of what was going on and that I wasn't some psycho who's just flying off the handle and calling in to to yell at them. something that they did even though i am to believe that it was uh their fault and not my fault but that doesn't matter i mean what what good does it do to blame someone especially in that situation okay so we're taking control of our breath breathing through our diaphragm which is lower than your rib cage right the diaphragm acts as a muscle that when you breathe in it actually pulls your lungs down and when you exhale it releases and and extract or um, extends. So your lungs are the ones that are are pulling it back and the diaphragm pulls the lungs down and fills them with air. So breathe through your diaphragm. Number two is pull your perspective back. So imagine that uh, the situation that you're in right now, as stressful as it could be, is happening in your body in your head, in your brain, and even in a tiny part of your brain is where you're feeling the stress, this emotion of what's going on, right? This situation is so minuscule. If you imagine your, that tiny situation, fly a drone with a video camera over top of that situation inside of your brain, zoom the drone out so you can see your head. Now you can see your full body and now you can see the cubicle or whatever that you're in. Zoom, fly up even further. You can see the, the room that you're in inside of the building. Now you can see that the land that the building's on. Now you can see the part the city that the piece of land is a part of. Now you can see the state or the, uh, the region that you're in. Keep flying that drone up. Take your perspective back. Now you can see the country that you're in on the continent. And now you can see the entire world from this from this drone i mean this i don't know how far drones go up but you can see the entire world from this perspective of above and realize how minuscule this situation is that you're in right now and as you look at how large the world is in comparison to your situation also remember the time length right so we have two things that we're thinking about here space and the other is time you hear all the time that time flies when you're having fun right so what's the opposite of having fun i don't know i'm sure you could think of multiple words to describe the opposite of fun but what do you think time does when you're not having fun more than likely to you you perceive time as going slower so whenever you're going through a stressful situation or frustrating experience sad mad um, devastated anything else that's not quote unquote fun you're more likely to perceive that um, to perceive that situation as having a duration Longer than it actually is, right? Five minutes in uh, in a playhouse or in a bar or having a fun conversation with someone, whatever you're doing, that ha- while you're having fun, five five minutes is gonna fly by. If you're stressed out, five minutes is gonna seem a lot longer. And you can you're rationalizing how you can stay in that moment because I I think subconsciously that we think uh, these these moments won't be resolved for in, 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 a fast time period, in a short time period. So we can, I, I feel like humans rationalize, like I can be mad at this right now. And I can be mad at this for another five hours because I'm not going to resolve this for the next 50 years, this stupid overdraft situation. Oh, I can't believe it. As opposed to like, okay, well, I understand that this situation uh, is happening right now. I can't, ha- I can't help it. It happened to me. But it's happening for me, and I have all uh, my my drone is zoomed all the way out. I can see how minuscule of a situation um, this is. I don't want to take any more time out of my life, which I perceive as being humorous and fascinating and and amusing. I can't be I can't be wallowing on this because I know that no matter what, I'm going to resolve this. And nothing lasts forever, right? Not even me. I don't last forever. Isn't that crazy? So take a deep breath and realize that the situation is much more minuscule that you're making it. But just because it's, you're in the moment right now, it's going to seem like it's a huge deal and it's taking forever. And, and if you're having fun, it's going to go away like that. And if you're not having fun, you're going to perceive the situation taking a longer time to resolve. So those are uh, two of the things. Then the third thing I think I said, but it was kind of um, off the cuff and I don't, I don't know, just looking into the future and realizing that like, there are tons of other things that are going on in your life than whatever stressful situation that you're having or that you just experienced that you just found out whatever's going on it, this too shall pass, right? So you have a, a bright future ahead of you. It just depends on how you perceive your environment and how you perceive your life, Right. I think there are uh, uh, if you look into Zen Buddhism that's that's kind of something that I'm really interested in and those uh, those ideologies and perspectives on life I think are truly fascinating just to be you know one with yourself and to see the world kind of as it is neutral, not not positive, not negative. I tend to lean a little bit more on the optimistic side, actually a lot more on the optimistic side and the positive side so much that it can be a, um, a hindrance to me sometimes. I'm like, well, everything's just going to work out. I don't really have to do too much. I mean, that that thought comes to me sometimes as well. Um, but just viewing the world in humor, like I talked about on the podcast yesterday, having a, an amusing perspective is really helpful to, to stressful situations when I have control of my breath and that I realize how small and insignificant it is. It's a lot easier for me to laugh at it, smile at it, brush it off, or honestly be curious about it and be interested about it. I think that's where the human attention is the most valuable and the most receptive is when we're curious about something. Um, And also when we're laughing. I think people are vulnerable when they laugh too, which is great. And people are uh, much more willing to receive information and make a change when they're in a, as Tony Robbins says, in a peak state. And I think um, experiencing humor and being in a, in a lighthearted state is a peak state for me. So those are kind of my pointers. If you're having any stressful situations, like, um, the, mo- the faux stressful situation that I had today, wasn't even really that stressful. Um, but it might be to some people, $108 is a lot of money to some people. It was a lot of money to me, um, at certain points in my life, but it, I mean, now it's like, okay, whatever. It could be thousand eight dollars or ten thousand eight, and that's just a deeper level of the same emotion. But you can start to overcome those things by controlling your physiology and and deepening your perspective, pulling it back, and understanding that you have a future ahead of you, and what you make of that future is completely up to you. So we'll end with that. Um, I am looking for people to jump on my podcast and talk about uh, cool stuff, mostly to do with people and meeting new people, being extroverted, outgoing, exciting, energetic. I'm looking for all those people to have a great conversation with. Hopefully they're entertaining. Um, actually, I'm sure they're going to be entertaining. You know what? I have control over that too. It's going to be awesome. I want to talk to those people. If you're listening right now and you know somebody who is excited about life and, and views the world in a humorous aspect, send them over my way, share this podcast with them. I would love to chat with them and uh, and, and get them on the show. So thank you so much for listening. Austin Wilman out.